Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. On today's show, we're talking about some of the excellent global research performed by PricewaterhouseCoopers. They recently published their latest prediction reports for a number of geographies around the world. Over the next several days, we're going to pull out a few more significant items that are worth noting from that 108-page report. Yesterday, we talked about the worst asset class in the PwC survey, that is retail. Today, we're going to the opposite end of the spectrum. It's a story about the changes in the retail environment. When there's changes, there's winners and losers. Retail's loss is a win for warehousing and fulfillment. The report says, and I quote, The expansion of e-commerce is far from over, and the need for facilities to accommodate a denser distribution network is acute and will only increase over time. Warehouse and distribution vacancy is at a historic low. Barring a trade war of serious proportions, industrials offer great risk-adjusted returns. Now, transportation companies continent-wide have been very active in renting out space as they build out their networks to accommodate an even greater parcel delivery volume, really coming from the e-commerce space. Today, e-commerce fulfillment represents about 20% of new leasing, with online sales generating three times the demand for warehouse space compared with in-store sales. But e-commerce is just part of the story. An overall paradigm shift is elevating the role of location within supply chains. By securing the right location, logistics companies can respond with greater agility to the service level needs of their clients and optimize their costs. And that means they're sometimes willing to pay more for the right space in the best location. Labor, too, is an important factor. And as one interview in the survey pointed out, industrial properties are now being marketed with an emphasis on amenities to attract workers. Demand for buildings that can facilitate the last step in the supply chain is surging, particularly in the 24-hour cities like New York, Dallas, L.A., and San Francisco, where you've got a very high concentration of high-income populations. Given the difficulty and cost of bringing new product online, effective rents in these last-mile-capable buildings have been growing at a huge multiple, and they've been attracting a lot of investment. Another trend is that logistics locations near dense urban areas are really coming at a premium. Supply of new space is constrained by available land, regulations, replacement costs, these constraints are much higher in locations with the highest populations of consumers. The economics of development have been incentivizing larger projects where you get a better cost per square foot, with new supply consisting largely of very big boxes. Result, one-third of new construction is concentrated in just a handful of markets. We're talking about Dallas, California's inland, Atlanta, and Pennsylvania. Within these markets, most projects are outside the urban core in outlying submarkets where large parcels of land are easier to come by. Demand is kept pace with new supply, and if you build it, demand just seems to magically materialize, even in areas you might not expect it. Markets with a mismatch between demand and supply, they're pretty easy to identify just by watching what's happening with rent growth. In 2017 and into early 2018, effective rents in the coastal metros have grown at more than twice the rate of the non-coastal metros. San Francisco, Seattle, LA, and the New York area are the clear leaders where rents have been going up. Inland cities like Chicago and Dallas and Atlanta have seen their rents grow a little bit, but at a much slower pace. Construction costs for industrial buildings has definitely gone up because the price of steel went up last year with the tariffs with China. So construction costs are definitely definitely on the increase. Now, FedEx and UPS turned the traditional view of supply chain on its head. The idea of shipping everything through a hub in the middle of the country sorting everything in a single place overnight and having it back on planes by three in the morning 
It's actually kind of ridiculous. And yet both these companies have managed to pull together a very successful business doing that. I spent several nights in a hotel next to Louisville Airport. The UPS fleet of aircraft were landing and taking off at a furious rate for much of the night. Only a couple of hours of quiet time. You don't have to be a mathematician to realize that the system of centralizing and sorting everything in a single location eventually would break down. It doesn't scale. You can't ship an entire country's worth of commerce through a single point. It's going to require a range of more distributed solutions. And clearly, Amazon's been working on a distributed model of regional fulfillment centers. These are designed to minimize the time from order to delivery. They're close to completing a million square foot facility about 30 minutes from my house. Now, no one in supply chain has necessarily all the answers. There's a lot of experimentation and fluidity in the model. If you're thinking about that, definitely get educated on the needs of fulfillment space and the supply chain. Have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow.